Welcome to the Wedding Robes Podcast. This is the only show where you don't need clothes to travel the world. I'm Carly Consker, your host and personal travel guide. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Wedding Robes. I'm Carly Consker, and today I am at the Montage in Laguna Beach, California. I'm joined by the incredible co-founder of We Are Travel Girls and Travel Girls Getaway, Becky Van Dyke. Hi, Carly. Hi, welcome. Great to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about, before we get into everything, tell us a little bit about We Are Travel Girls and Travel Girls Getaways and kind of the female-focused travel community. Yeah. We Are Travel Girls is a community that I started in 2016. I was actually working in banking and was a big lover of travel, was at the time looking for a female kind of group trip company and couldn't find anything that wasn't for over 50s and there wasn't kind of something in my age bracket that felt like a great like fit for me at the time as well I was just like Instagram was getting more hot for travel and I wanted to start some travel kind of Instagram account but felt like I didn't really want to have just a bunch of photos myself right and saw so many women doing amazing things and traveling to different destinations so started kind of with a feature account for just female travelers as a community and the idea then spun off that that people could write for our website and we would be able to not only have our own content on there but have lots of different women's content so that was kind of the starting point and then that idea was still in the back of my mind of I couldn't find this trips company that I'd been looking for and so after I think only a year or less than a year maybe six months into it I was like okay let's like start thinking about our first retreats under the banner of Travel Girls Getaways and we hosted our first retreats less than a year later sold out in Bali which was awesome oh incredible yeah so that was like the starting point really was just like looking for something for myself that I couldn't find but really it was kind of a hobby at the beginning and then became more of a company from then on amazing I love it I think it's incredible especially the fact that you have so many female travelers that are like collaborating in this and I think that's incredible we will get back to that also I want to talk a little about the hotel that we are at so we are at the Montage in Laguna Beach I stayed last night in a ocean horizon king actually I think this is a coastal king since I can see the coast yeah I believe they upgraded me from an ocean horizon king to a coastal king which is very nice it's a beautiful view we are overlooking the pool and the ocean and you honestly it's just so relaxing yeah, here you, it's a stunning you, stunning view yeah there's nothing better <laughs> obviously there's a king bed and beautiful marble bathroom with a big bathtub which I love I will say for a five-star hotel the water pressure sucks like oh, there's zero water okay. pressure here and I've been in multiple rooms at this hotel before and the water pressure is awful okay. all around but and it's I, a beautiful it's, beautiful, a, it's a beautiful place so I just want to be honest yeah. like if you're gonna spend the money and stay yeah. here just so you know the water pressure <laughs> isn't great but the views are gorgeous yeah. I say you come here for like the views and for the chicken fingers And I'm excited for us to try them soon. I've had them here before. They're honestly incredible. I'm excited to (laughs) see you try them and for me to try them. But this hotel has a beautiful spa and gym. They have two pools. They have like a spa pool and they have a main pool. The spa pool is adult only. The spa is open, but they don't allow, um, you can't use the lockers or steam room or sauna because of COVID. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. I would say... Besides all that, 
This is a great hotel. It's a five-star hotel. They're so accommodating, great location. Becky, you're from Newport, which is pretty close to Laguna. Yeah. yeah. It didn't take you that long? Yeah, or? about, it took us about, it's 20 minutes if you look on ways. <laughs> without and, traffic. Um, without traffic um, from, from Newport Beach and then about half an hour. So if someone's visiting Newport Beach or yeah. visiting Laguna, they're staying here at the Montage and Laguna, they can easily get to Newport Beach, Balboa Island, some of the other things. So great location to be in. Um, there was a little bit of traffic, but I think everyone's just excited to be able to travel a little bit and be outside. Totally. It's a beautiful day. So I think there was a little bit more traffic, but totally. And, and, and the view is beautiful, even yes. if there is traffic, because you're on the PCH. Exactly. You so drive down the PCH, which is stunning. Like the drive from where we were to here is beautiful. So going in reverse, if you were doing that, this is a great location to be in. Right. I think it's gorgeous. And there's so many hotels, even if you don't stay here, there's beautiful hotels on the coast. Yeah. But we are at the gorgeous montage. And a lot of people do have like weddings here and stuff. Yeah. Last night there was a wedding. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a gorgeous hotel to be. And as soon as you walk into the lobby, you get that view of the pool. And it's honestly takes your breath away like yeah. every single time. Yeah, it's stunning. So let's get into this. Yeah. So you started in banking, yeah. but where did your passion for travel really start from? Like what sparked it? Um, very young age. I mean, I know we talked just before we started that you started traveling probably before you were one years <laughs> yeah. old, which was similar. Um, my mom, my dad's a pilot and my mom was an air hostess. So I think that's oh, some amazing. kind of travel background yeah. there. It's in um, your blood. Yeah. And I, there's photographs of me, I guess you know, in a swimming pool and maybe Spain or somewhere <laughs> when I was a baby. So yeah, from a very, very young age. And then uh, we traveled, not tons, but traveled during my teenage years. And then as soon as I was kind of 16 to 18, I was like, right, Europe, I'm going to backpack. And that was my first kind of backpacking Incredible. over the summer. That's very common in England to go and just do a European interrailing trip. So that started. And then I did, as soon as I'd done university, I went and traveled Southeast Asia backpacking, wow. Australia, New Zealand, did mix of traveling with a friend and traveling solo. So I kind of tried everything. And yeah, I've just loved to travel. It's been kind of something I've done for years and done in different ways done extended backpacking trips um after that more recently i did a big south america backpacking trip after i left banking <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so had these big extended ones but also shorter weekend trips you know living in in england it's so easy to get into europe and get around the world anywhere you're in such a central hub so exactly travel's kind of just always been something i've loved doing and yeah was probably in my blood from my parents i guess and my family that's incredible so how many places do you think you've been to at this point? Do you, do you have yeah. any idea? I did count it up and I think it was like, because everyone was going through the, I've traveled to this many countries and I was like, how many? Um, so I think it's like 65 to 70. Wow. Um, and then the thing for me is I keep going back to right. a lot of the same places. Of course, if you, you, know, if you love somewhere, yeah. like you want to go back and see it again. Exactly. So I've been back to a lot of places that I've, I've been to before, really enjoyed it and then gone and spent more time there. And one of the things I think when you're younger, especially on my earlier backpacking trips, it's like you go, you'll go, 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 we'll get to the next place. And now we travel more slowly. I travel with my husband and we spent the summer in Europe, actually, fortunately, before 
COVID all began. <laughs> so Amazing. we did a long summer in Europe and we just went really slowly. We spent a lot of time in each place and just really enjoyed it. And that's that's partly why now my numbers probably just stayed around the same, how many countries I've been to, because I'm just keep going back to the same ones or just very slowly traveling. I love it. So when you, so I've never actually been backpacking. Okay. So I think that's really exciting. What's like the number one thing you need in your bag when you are backpacking? Oh. If you had to pick just one. Well, one thing or you could give me like a top three. A top tip for like the bag that you pick yeah. first is a lot of people buy a top loading backpack. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just an error because then you're <laughs> never going to be able to get the thing at the bottom when you suddenly right. need it. So having one that unzips all the way around and potentially one that can convert to even having wheels on it is like a bonus. I have a great Osprey bag that I've had for just so, so long. It just lasts forever. And those can convert so you can pull them as well. So that's kind of a tip on the bag. What you should have inside your bag, packing cubes so you can... (laughs) My mom has been trying to get me to pack in packing cubes for years, years. And I like have managed to do like bathing suits in a packing cube. And like, sometimes I'll do like bras and stuff, but like most of the time I just, I'm a roller instead of like, so to make things fit. That's smart. That's smart. But I'm definitely like a little bit touch OCD. So actually having my suit, aren't we all (laughs) into the packing cubes and like tops in one and dresses in another, but it helps just get more in and more accessible and easy to find. So packing cubes, um, and for real backpacking, yeah, some kind of towel or your own if you're staying in hostels and you're staying in places your own kind of pillowcase that Mm -hmm. you can just put over a pillow is kind of a nice more luxury thing to add in I feel like I know this answer already so if you are going on an extended trip and you're not backpacking Mm -hmm. are you a carry-on or are you uh, (laughs) a under the plane type of girl I my preference is a I'd like to have a check bag my husband's preference is it's a carry-on. So we did six months in South America with a carry-on. No way. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? I don't actually know. Looking back, it was definitely pre-kind of, I it was definitely pre-me running We Are Travel Girls and having kind of the Instagram, having to have outfits and things. Right. And I don't really pack for Instagram for sure, but definitely then um, I wasn't really in any photos. So less clothing options required, oh, I think. But gosh. yeah, it was tough and... Again, it goes back to that Osprey. I mean, I don't know how we got so much in, but for six months, the only thing there is if you're doing a carry-on, you really limit the climates you can visit. So in South America, you can go from Patagonia and be need cold weather stuff up to Brazil for how are you packing weather. for cold you weather in a carry-on yeah. cold weather so stuff is, to, is thick exactly so we had to kind of cut those country that we cut Patagonia okay which was a shame so there I'm like well and it, but it was a lot easier to be able to just have a carry-on yeah. and it really made that going from place to place to place so much easier but yeah for a girl tough I've never <laughs> been one to I can barely, like, I'll pack in a carry-on if it's, like, one night. Like, tonight, one night. Yes. But I bring options. I'm Mm -hmm. not a light packer. I don't say I'm a light packer by any means. I will bring, like, the biggest, like, bag with everything and anything I ever need because I'm so crazy. I'm like, well, what if I forget this? What if I forget that? Mm -hmm. So I try to bring everything. And I'm definitely a check-back girl. I have a friend who literally went probably, like, two weeks to Greece in a carry-on and I was like I, I just don't know how 
she was like, I, uh, my family does carry-ons. Yes. And I go, that's not a family. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even marry into a family like that. <laughs> like, one day, I hope my future husband, whoever, wherever he is, knows that I will be checking yeah. that. <laughs> I think it's that balance of depending where you're going and what you're bringing. But, yeah, it made it easy to do the carry-on. But then when we were traveling around Europe last summer, we did have checked bags. Yeah. And we had a bit more with us. I think it's a talent to yeah. be able oh, to pack yeah. in a carry-on or even in a and backpack. Like. <laughs> yeah and have multiple outfits yeah. and still look cute like it's yeah it's a talent for sure so of all the places you've been to do you have a favorite country or you can give me both hotel well I know that. first we will do country okay. and then we'll get to your favorite hotel so countries more recently i visited montenegro on that european mm-hmm. summer trip and absolutely loved it i feel like it's an underrated destination <laughs> that people should be definitely going to it's what did not, you do while you were there? We went all the way through. So we we stayed in Kotor, which is like a little old town, super beautiful, quaint. You can stay very central in a hotel or you can do an Airbnb. And you're in this just cobblestone streets, just stunning. And from there, there's hikes and things that you can do up um, around Kotor. And it also you can go up to Dermator, which is about an hour north. And there's just the most stunning lakes. It's almost like Banff, you know, these beautiful turquoise lakes. It sounds gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. But you also have like from Kotor and from some of the other areas, you have the ocean, very similar to kind of a Croatia, just less people, more chill, really, and cheaper. But which is definitely a bonus. Beautiful place to visit. Really, really loved um, Montenegro. I'd 100% go back, potentially run trips there in the future. A big favorite of mine, though, always has been New Zealand. I loved it. Oh, and I would love to. Go I've been there. to New Zealand yeah. once. Um, I studied abroad in Australia. And while I was there, my mom came to visit. And the two of us went to New Zealand for, I would say, we just went for like a long weekend. Yeah. But it was beautiful. We obviously didn't see all of yeah. New Zealand, but it was beautiful. Yeah, it's it stunning. Was- There's nothing quite like the sunrises in New Zealand and the sunsets, like the colors and the mountain scenery and. Yeah, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you'll <laughs> totally. You have to go. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Love so, this. what is your favorite hotel of all so time? Hotel. Um, I know it's hard. It is hard, but there is actually a, there's a couple of standouts. But one would be Bawa Reserve, which is in Indonesia. Wow. It's an eco hotel on three private islands. It's the most beautiful it's place. Stunning. Yeah, you from Singapore. It's kind of you get picked up in Singapore, and they take you to a small ferry first you do a small ferry and then you do a seaplane it's the so most, it's very remote and very yes, private and the most beautiful place because the corals there are the bluest as you fly in the color is like this electric blue coral and it's just everywhere it's the most stunning place i've ever been in this it's very private really beautiful felt very lucky to be able to go and experience something like that in my life um when did you go there couple of years ago, two or three years ago now, and we were living in Bali, so mm-hmm. we were able to get over there quite easily. And it's it's kind of looks like the Maldives and kind of the white, yeah. water, the clear crystal water, but just one of the most stunning places, very well preserved because it's all eco, all the food, everything is produced there. It's really stunning. So so you said you that, that you were living in Bali? Yeah. How long did you live there for? I lived in Bali for two years. From, I guess, 
year did we move there? Maybe 2017 to 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was that? What was that like? Yeah, great. It was um, kind of led by my husband and I. Um, I'm English. He's American. We couldn't live in each other's countries <laughs> for an extended period of time. We weren't married then. So it was that moment to like figure out, can we live together a long, long oh, time? Oh, I love that. And so you said Bali. So it's like, let's do it in Bali. Well, he just said why don't we just move to Bali? And I said, well, you've never been. And I have, and you probably want to go and visit first. So we went and checked it out together. And he was like, yep, this is it. Let's move here. So we moved out there and lived for two years, which was great for us to kind of have that. We'd had this long distance relationship for a number of years. So it was great to have that time together. And we got engaged there and uh, yeah, and got married later. But yeah, it was, it was an awesome place to be. Um, there's a lot of like pros and cons to living in Bali. There's a lot of pros in that lifestyle of kind of the digital nomad. There's a lot of cons in that, you know, there's huge spiders in where you live. <laughs> I would be petrified. Yeah. I don't think I could Particularly do it. in my house that I lived in. No, how big? Uh, like, like, like don't hand, don't like hands. Don't side. Talk. Like I'm not good with like animals and spiders and yes. any. After Ooh. this, I can show you because other people are like, no, we never saw spiders that big. I was like, in my house, I have photographs. They are the, the hugest, what did you do? hugest things. Well, it depends on which ones they were. But we did have a gardener who would come and sometimes scoot them out. Otherwise, they had to take a <laughs> end. End their lives. That was a negative. Um, you have to ride a bike there. You know, you don't have oh, cars, so you have to ride a bike. And just some of those things were just, after a while, it's great to live there. It's a great place to visit. Beautiful. Bali's beautiful. But to live for long term, it wasn't for us for the long term. So we moved, that's when we moved back. Um, we moved to England for a little bit of time and then came, moved to California. I love it. But yeah, good place to connect with people. There's a great vibe, awesome place to live. And to have lived somewhere else in my life, is it's cool to be there for a couple of years. Amazing. Fun. So you've curated a lot of trips. Yeah. Um, what do you look for? Like when you're curating this, like these types of trips, like, is there something specific you look for, whether it's hotels or locations or activities? Yeah. What are the type of things that you think about when you're curating trips for these women? A lot of things. And um, first is the destination. So what's like a hot up and coming destination that people are really interested in visiting, just so that we know that obviously that there's the demand. Finding a balance between somewhere that people feel is not a scary place to visit, but it's somewhere that they're like, I feel more comfortable if this was in a group environment or it's just too hard for me to organize the whole thing. You know, this seems right. like a lot to organize. So that's the first step. Then um, hotels is huge. We we call our trips like affordable luxury, but honestly, anyone comes on, they're like, this is a luxury trip. Like <laughs> this, is, this is high-end luxury. So we do pick really, really stunning, beautiful hotels. In Bali, it would be a villa. We picked an amazing villa that we are in and one of the best villas I've I've seen in Bali. And then in Morocco, we stay in five-star Riyadh's, like really Gorgeous. incredible places um, that are definitely in that nice high luxury <laughs> area. But really the big thing for us is the experiences during that week. So making once-in-a-lifetime experiences that the group probably wouldn't do if they were on their own. Right. So, for example, in Morocco, we go to, we do a cooking school, but it's, again, it's done in this beautiful, it's like a country club gardens. You go and have a lot of education around the food and mint tea is a huge thing in Morocco. And then the cooking is like this luxurious experience. But then afterwards we do 
a whole like event in the evening. So it's a big dinner. That's there's amazing. music, dancers, fire. Like there's a lot of things, and it's just just us. And, and it makes it this, so special. Yeah, such and a this, special like, beautiful too. tented kind of tent overlooking this pool in this country club. It's just stunning, and it's just us. And it's those kind of experiences that you probably couldn't get on your own if you were just totally. going as a couple or with a just with a friend curating kind of once in a lifetime experiences like that and just seeing people's faces going this is just incredible i would never have done this without being on this trip so that's a huge part of what we try and do is make those really special experiences for people it's amazing i it sounds incredible like i'm like i want to go take me there right now (laughs) with covid and everything i assume that you haven't really been able to do these trips yeah what is next on your bucket list so bucket list for me personally, I really want to see more of the States to be okay. honest because I just moved here and I wasn't able to come into the US whilst I was waiting for my visa. So seeing a few more areas, even just towns like we just we recently went to Nashville. I would love to go to Charleston, yeah. um, Savannah, some of those places. I also going to Moab, doing some hiking. Those things are all Incredible. on my list too. So I have a lot of like US destinations on my list. Going overseas, I have started to get back into my mind like Chile and Peru because I haven't been to those two, even though I've done a lot of South America and Central America, I've pretty much done everything. (laughs) So those two are on my list for this, as soon as sort of travel opens up a bit, I think. I love it. Do you have any trips coming up for the girls' getaway trips? Yeah, for the girls' getaways trips, we haven't planned anything yet because we're kind of in this pause where we're waiting to see. I think the things are starting to open up, but it's opening up at different um, speed for different yeah, countries. Yeah, staggered all It's around. staggered. So um, we're just waiting and seeing right now. Our big international trips would probably be on hold, like the Moroccos and the Africas. But that brings it back to what we had been planning to launch in 2020. At the beginning of 2020, we were gearing up for doing and long weekend getaways so more of like a joshua tree three or four day trip a palm springs girls getaways and some like i just said moab like smaller three four day trips that people a lot of our audiences are professional women and they work and they just want to take you know a weekend weekend, but maybe just take off the friday and maybe the monday um, so that had been our plan was to launch these weekend getaways all in the US. And we've been working on those in um, 2019 and then 2020 hit, unfortunately, and held that back a bit. So I think now other travel companies are probably thinking they're going to do the same because right. of COVID. Um, but that's still on our agenda to maybe launch those and do them more US as the US is opening up. So I think that's great. I love yeah. that. So I always ask people, have you had any crazy travel disaster stories? Like as you've been traveling all around, everyone has one. I'm thinking of lots, actually. (laughs) I'm like, yes, definitely lost my luggage. Only once. That's actually only ever happened to me once. That's great. I did make it. It was a good excuse to go and like hit up. It was actually, um, we were in Jerusalem. So I was like, this is not going to be the place to be able to buy anything. And then googled and was like, this is Zara and a mango. Like, You're like, I think I'm all set. At like 3am, my luggage didn't arrive. They were like, it would take three days. And then I they, then I googled thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to get anything. They're like, there's a mango, a Zara and something else. So I kind of went the next day and picked up just some things for the for the couple of days. Um, so only it happened once. Um, one crazy story was was in the Philippines, if you've, if you've traveled to the Philippines, uh, there's lots of islands, so you're going to end up flying around a lot, and this is something to just be aware of. 
that you're taking lots of internal flights. We did one internal flight. We were going to the island Don Sol to go where, to see the whale sharks. And by the way, that's an ethical place to see whale sharks in, okay, in that's the Philippines. Good to know. So if you're going to Philippines, avoid Cebu and go to somewhere like Don Sol where there's actually protections around it. So that's something good to know. But we were flying from Manila to Don Sol. We take the flight and I'm actually not a great flyer. I'm oh not, really? I'm not a good flyer. For someone that travels so much, <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. And my dad's a pilot, my family's, my brother's a pilot, everyone's into Wow. And I'm a terrified flight. So as usual, we're flying and I'm just like, this is bad. And we come into land and I was saying to Ryan, my husband, I was like, this isn't good. This isn't good. And for some reason that time he went, oh, I'm just going to film you so you can see how irrational I'm <laughs> being. So he starts filming me and I was like, this isn't funny. You shouldn't like film me. He's like, but you can look back and see like everything's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. And of course it wasn't actually fine for once. No. Um, so the first time he'd ever done that and we, as we're coming into land and we're pretty low and it's really bumping and the sky's kind of purple and it looks pretty bad. As we come into land, we probably not more, I mean, maybe it was more than 50 feet above. We do an aborted landing. Literal, just like the plane just has to go, go right from back where up. it is to right back up at speed. And it's it's actually, they can say it's, it's not, a, it's dangerous to an extent because they're literally changing the engines right. and taking off again. So we took off and there's nothing, no no one's telling you anything. Because obviously at that point, the like priority for pilots is to just get you back up right. and out of the storm and the thing that you're in. But there's a big, um, there's a big mountain. So there's a lot of wind coming in, which was why. So of course that was the one time. And you're in a full blow panic at this point. <laughs> I'm like freaking out. So, and, but more, I was kind of like, see, I told you, didn't seem like, like, didn't, didn't, seem like seem, didn't seem like it was right. I told you. So my husband was like, oh, of course, the one time I film you and say it's fine obviously everything's fine it wasn't and then we had to fly all the way back to manila and do the next, same thing the next day so they didn't even try and land again so usually it was that the weather was that, was bad. that bad usually we've been aborted landing if they're even trying to land then they just circle make back. a circle back and do it again but they were like actually no that was just too bad we're just gonna i would have i don't even know how you got on the plane the next day well, that i wasn't is, impressed <laughs> that was not that could not be yeah. fun no when when you don't like flying to have to do the flight and then go back again and then do it again. I was like, that's way more than I really signed yeah. up for. But completely. It worked out. Who are either one or like your top three travel influencers that people should follow that they may not know about? Yeah. Um, I always think it's fun to like kind of discover new people and to learn about yeah. new people to follow for travel inspo. Yeah. Like so, I mean, there's lots of big names that I love. And actually, I'll probably mention a couple of people. So... I haven't mentioned, but I also teach blogging. So that's one of the things Incredible. that I have on my website. I teach on Becky Van Dyke. I do more about blogging education and I have a course, the Blog Elevation Program. So it's probably worth mentioning like a couple of my students. Yeah, absolutely. Give them a shout out. Up and coming kind of travel bloggers. So one is a student of mine and I coach her is Katie Black and her blog is Yumi Under the Palm Tree. Um, Love she the writes name. a lot of like, English content at the moment, partly because that's kind of what I've been coaching her to do, because <laughs> that's what she's um, getting a lot of traffic for. Beautiful co content from the Cotswolds, Devon, you know, if you're in England, it's a great, great blog to be looking at, but she's also written a lot about Greece, Italy, and is now moving to Bali. So she's someone that's new. Someone that people may know is Alexandra the Wayfarer. She was a student mm -hmm. of mine back in 2017 and has 
gone on to do great things with her blog and her um, as an influencer and an Instagrammer. Another one that's a big name that I've always followed from kind of the beginning was My Life's a Travel Movie, Alyssa Ramos, that a lot of people know. I just kind of liked her honesty and the way that she portrays travel and has been a solo traveler for a number of years. So that was probably much more of an early person that I followed and have met a couple of times. So those are three that yeah. are, you know, up and coming, kind of mid and someone that's more established. Well, we'll have to check them all out. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into the chicken fingers, oh, yeah. um, let's talk a little about robing after dark. So robing after dark, we usually talk about like the nightlife and what to do in the city that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, we are in Laguna, very close to Newport, where you are living. Just from the hotel wise, the hotel has two restaurants here. Yeah. And then they also have a lounge in the lobby with like a piano player that you can get drinks and whatnot. They have the loft, which is on the fourth floor. And then they have, I believe it's called the studio. And the studio is by the water. And they also have a garden here. So I, I have a feeling that the studio has food that specifically like homegrown farm table type of yeah. situation. And then obviously room service. So I had room service last night. I will say a little underwhelming. They're for, if you're coming to the montage, I would recommend ordering breakfast for room service. Yeah. I recommend ordering the chicken fingers. Yeah. And by the pool also, oh, sorry. They also have Mosaic Grill. So Mosaic Grill's by the pool. So I guess they have three restaurants. Okay. I lied. They have three you restaurants. You don't have to leave. Yeah. But if you're by the pool, I highly recommend the nachos are really good. They have a teriyaki grilled chicken sandwich that's good. And obviously the chicken tenders, they have an adult version of the chicken tenders that are like a tempura okay. fried chicken tenders. Don't get those. Oh, okay. <laughs> get the kids chicken <laughs> tenders. I don't, if you feel uncomfortable ordering from a kid's menu, don't. don't I do it all the time. Yeah. But that's just at the hotel. And then obviously they have like guac and chips and stuff. Last night, I would say the dinner room service menu is a little underwhelming. I had chicken, which wasn't great. Mm -hmm. The mashed potatoes were fine. The ice cream was fine. And I'm a chocolate lover. And mm -hmm. like for me to say it's fine, that means it's not that great. Okay. But their breakfast here is world class. Like I had blueberry pancakes. I had avocado toast and eggs. I had their fingerling potatoes that go with the eggs are incredible. Yeah. So I highly recommend breakfast here. I highly recommend the chicken fingers here. And I kind of want to know, where do you like to go in the area? I was just talking to you about this and I moved to Newport Beach mm -hmm. in April last year. So prime worst time. So you really haven't explored a lot. But here. yeah, we're just starting to go out more again. I just visited, uh, went out for dinner with a friend in Javier's, which is Mexican. Which it's delicious. A lovely vibe there. Very cool venue. Um, a great bar setup, so you can do sort of more of a high top seating area. Yeah, anything on the Mexican menu, just and Delicious. the cocktails, the margaritas. I had a cucumber margarita, which was divine. So I would highly recommend that. Um, and I think we just had to share the fajitas and some tacos. So that I would recommend. Um, and that's closer to Newport. Yeah, it's a little closer to Newport. Other places as well, Newport and in areas like for lunches. 
over by um, Lido Island. Mm -hmm. So along there, there's a couple of places like Malibu Farms, Zinc, Restaurant. They're great kind of brunchy places. I think Nobu's over there. Yeah, Nobu, just next to, there's Nobu there. Along that little strip, there's some great little restaurants to try out. And there's really cute stores over there as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I went, I was here around like March, like the first week in March and we... Uh, ended up walking around over there yes. and it's so cute and it's yeah. right on the water it's, it's really beautiful pretty. it's a great little spot especially if you're maybe taking out a duffy for the day to do brunch beforehand zinc does like a bottomless not a bottomless brunch but a i think the first mimosa is 12 dollars, and then after that it's six so you're just like do well, you get the brown rice bowl there i haven't had it actually so it? zinc I, I don't know i'm sure it's the same menu yeah. but in la they have two or three okay. things yeah. and they have this amazing it's called the le bowl yeah it's a brown rice bowl with arugula rotisserie chicken like spicy that. mayo avocado tomatoes I think Parmesan, it's so good. Yeah. It's really good. But around Laguna, really anything that overlooks the beach. Yeah. And everything's pretty casual here. Yeah. Um, So you don't really have to worry about getting too dressed up if you go out here. Um, But everything's kind of beautiful and you can walk to a lot of places too. I also wanted to mention, I don't know if you've ever been, but Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. Oh, no, I haven't. So it's in Laguna Beach. You have to pass it on your way to Newport. Yeah. And it is my, so it's a chocolate factory that they have these like chocolate and caramel covered apples. And they're known for their apple pie apple. Don't ask me how, but it literally tastes like an apple pie, but it's white chocolate covered apple with like cinnamon sugar. Sounds delicious. It is unreal. It's the only, so Rocky Mountain Chalk Factory, it is a West Coast based company. I used to go to the one in Aspen and that one no longer exists. I think it still exists in the Denver airport. But apparently there are locations like in Palm Springs that I've never been to or seen. But this is the only one I know of that's close enough to me. And whenever I'm out here, I'm always like, I have to stop by. Like I like I grew up going to Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. So if you're in the area, I highly recommend checking out their suites. It's really, really good. Um, so let's get to in-robe dining, mm. everyone's favorite part. Yeah. We finally made it. We have our mimosas been sitting yeah, here. Cheers. 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 Let's take a sip. So we made it to the strip down. The chicken fingers look amazing. They do. Let's just be real. They smell incredible. I they guess. look really crisp. Yeah. The fries, I asked for the fries to be crisp. They're soggy. That's just a fact. And maybe it's because mm. I'll taste the fry first, but... Maybe it's because they were sitting there for a minute, but crispy fries are crispy fries. These are not worth it. So let's try them. Yeah. Official rating. They have, you can see the salt on them and they're really, they honestly, they're really crispy and they look amazing. Mm. They're very good. Okay. So the breading stays on. It's a really crisp. They are all white meat, none of that like weird stuff that sometimes chicken fingers have, like the stuff that freaks people out. They're not, even though they have salt on them, they're not too salty. No, they're not. They're perfect. They're honestly amazing. Yeah, they're really good. These could be my highest rated chicken fingers since doing the show. Really? And I'm not kidding. And you always do chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. So my official strip down rating on a scale of one to 10 and this is going to surprise a lot of people because it's very difficult to get a high score here. Mm-hmm. I've never given this high of a score before. 
but mm-hmm. I'm giving these a nine. A nine. These are is that the highest it, you've ever given? As the highest I've ever given. Well, that's good. I think I almost gave an eight once, but I never gave an eight. Wow. A nine is out of this world incredible. You have to run, not walk for these. Yeah. I will say, though, if the fries were just as good as the chicken tenders, yes. they would have gone in a 10. ten. Yeah. Agreed. And that's crazy. The yeah. fact that I could even consider giving someone a 10. Yeah. But I would say so far, one in robes. So far for the ship down, these are a nine out of 10. The fries are like a two. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll be a little generous. Yeah. So there are three and a half, yeah. but <laughs> the chicken tenders are hundred percent in my book, a nine. They are. A they nine are out of 10. Good. I'd agree. Yeah. Oh, I'd agree with you. They're I'm so happy that we agree really, on this. Really good. And I agree the fries could do better. And honestly, the breading is just like perfect. Yeah. Not too, not too bready. Nice. It's crisp. It stays. The chicken's good on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delicious. So as we're sitting here eating, I forgot to mention it, I, how this lost my mind with the title of the show being One in Robes. Yeah, most important thing. We didn't mention the robes. <laughs> we didn't mention As them. we were eating our chicken, I'm we're like, wearing them. we're wearing our robes. So on a scale, I would say I can't even do a scale of one to 10 for these, but this is awful. I hate to say it. It's not even that big of a robe. Yeah. It's not the best. I like it's the very thin. Design I like. Oh, yeah. I would say the, the blue trim design, is cute. blue trim. The hood is different. I've never it's really different. seen an adult robe with a hood. I'm into it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Model it's it. Becky, cute. model it. It's cute. We like the hood. But it's not soft. It's not soft. It is, it's not really thick. It's not something that you kind of want to keep on your body. It's like it didn't go through the dryer. It's very you much terry cloth. Yeah. It could be good. I think it just needs, it needs to be softer and it needs to be thicker, but maybe it's more of a summery feel. This is not something I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to slip on after my shower. I'm mm-hmm. like, my shower would be ruined by this. <laughs> You'd be like, it's a bit scratchy. So the robe is a miss. The robe, the robe is, is a, miss. a miss. The chicken fingers is a must. A must, yeah. A must. Exactly. And the mimosas the are a must. <laughs> so we made history. We got 9 out of 10 for Chicken Tenders. We explored the beautiful montage in Laguna Beach. Thank you so much for joining me, Becky. This has been incredible. I'm so happy I got to meet you. And I can't wait to see where both of us travel next. Hopefully one day we will travel together. I hope so. It will be incredible. Thank you so much. And stay tuned to see where we end up next. I'm Carly Consker. I'm your host. And I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow us on Instagram at Pod. And while you're there, you might as well follow me at Carly Consker. See you next time.